Good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion with the subject of spirit today. We are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, in the United States of America. And we're so happy you could join us today. And we will begin with our morning prayer from Florence. This morning I'm reading short excerpts from Mrs. Eddy's instruction to different students from Divinity Course in General Collectano. It's from pages 78, 206, 196, and 222. Look away from the body to spirit. My being is spiritual. My life, my intelligence are spiritual. My senses are spiritual. My life is hid with Christ in God, and there is no other existence. God good, spirit, is ever present, and man is his image and likeness. This is a rule that will solve any problem. As a child put her hand in the hand of a parent, so I have put my hand in the hand of God, and he will never let me go. Abide in the 91st Psalm and know that such abiding is treatment and protection. Mary B. Kennedy. Very beautiful. Thank you. All right, Karen. Watch number 113. Watch lest having learned through Second Timothy two nineteen that quote the Lord knoweth them that are his end quote and having discerned that the Lord is God transformed into man as it were or the reflected truth the Christ which alone enables one to differentiate between truth and error between the real and the unreal. You thereafter believe that you or anyone else can ever discern between truth and error from any standpoint other than that of inspiration. It is the Lord alone that enables you to know them that are his. It is your spiritual perception alone that enables you to discern between that which is of God and belongs to God and that which is human and belongs wholly to the human mind. Human intelligence or experience can never develop this perception. Ultraviolet rays can detect flaws in metals, which cannot be detected in any other way. Let us learn to rely on inspiration in our detection of error. Thank you. All right, any comments on that one? Well, a few years ago when all this fake news and all this stuff was coming to the front more and more and then then people I guess you know you can fake a person even saying something fake news the person's fake the whole thing is fake and people you know and people were saying well how can you believe what you're hearing or even seeing and I was thinking even back that that well it's sure it's forcing everybody to listen within to whether they're hearing the truth or not. And and I thought and I thought to myself, well, 
that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's a good thing that we're all forced to listen to within because we, this is that he talks about the intuition, spiritual sense, intuition. And, and so what is it that we are hearing within us? Is that the truth or not? And God is communicating to us all the time what the truth is. So we're being forced to listen to him. Always, even more so than. Yeah, no. I, I don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> That's very good. Thank you. Right answer. Yeah, right answer. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Jeremy was even saying someone was talking about how well unkind a lot of these comments are on social media. I'm not on social media, but you know they say terrible things about each other. Um, Jeremy was saying even that, a lot of that is all fake. You know, they're almost trying to bait you and get you angry with your brother. That's why stay away from it. Stay away from it. It's it's rank and we must, yes, we must develop our spiritual sense. And that's what this lesson is about because angel thoughts, that's spiritual sense. It's what, what is God telling God's thoughts yeah. passing to man. Mm-hmm. And isn't that artificial intelligence that they're talking so much about right now more is more of the artificial intelligence that you know we know about in Christian science as the human mind. So it, right. to me, it's like artificial intelligence is coming to the surface to be yeah. destroyed. Error. I mean, a, by, I'm sorry. No, that's great. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, and remember, art, the, the the term artificial intelligence is a is a non you know is a is a nonsense term because it's not intelligence at all. <laughs> all it is is a more a bigger and more complex computer program that uh, cre- you know creates what what someone wants to create, or that mm-hmm. that does what someone thinks should be done. So as, as Jeremy likes to say, it enables people to do stupid things faster. Really? <laughs> a lot faster. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's not even intelligence at all. It, uh, you know, it's just a way to create more things or do more things more quickly without having to think about it. Let somebody That's else a, think about it. It's another way for people to avoid work. And, you know, I do I do pray for this generation because if they have that to rely upon to write, to do their thinking, then they're not learning how to do what they need to do. So if somebody turns that switch off, they're in trouble. Thank you. So, and then the Bible has the answer to all this. By their fruits, you should know them. So if you've got a question about somebody or something or some policy or some idea or whatever, well, look at the look at the fruits. Look at the results. This is really good. Because I have a grandchild who has a job at a college with that does all the uh, IT stuff. IT stuff thing. And he was concerned about this because his superiors are using AI to write reports instead of having real people do it. So I'll be able to talk to him even, I was talking to him last night, but I'll be able to speak to him 
in a better way. Good, thank you. Yeah, we and we've been watching this. Um, I think it's called American Heritage. Uh, someone speaking on American history, but he's going way back to the the original sources of things, and it's been so helpful because guess what the original source of the Declaration of Independence of our Constitution, of all these things. The original source is the Bible. It, a lot of from the preaching, uh, preaching of, of preachers. And, uh, and if you go back and back and back and back. And he said, when we talk about American exceptionalism, because people rankle at that, like we think we're better than others, that's not what that word really means. It means that it, it's been exceptional what has happened. And he brought out the fact our Constitution has lasted since 1776, right, or thereabouts. He said France has, I don't know how many have had a lot of, he said how many, I forget how many it was, but most countries have had a lot of constitutions, a lot of what turning over of governments and chaos and other things. America has not. That's exceptional. That That's not, we're not being prideful. We're just stating a fact. Exceptional meaning outside of the norm. Yes, thank so. you. Thank you. Outside of the norm. But why? There's only one reason why. It's because it's based, it's Bible-based on Christ Christianity. And, and that is what we must make sure we do not lose. Don't throw, someone said to me, the baby out with the bathwater. So, are we perfect? No, but who was? Nobody was. And uh, it's good to, to realize our faults and repent for them and not commit them again. I wholeheartedly believe in that. But go back, because now this person has said that books are being written that don't have footnotes because they're, they're projecting whatever they want to tell you. We at school, we had to have footnotes. We had to have proof of what we were saying. And now with all this AI, it is confusing. And I am, this week, it's a, it's a hymn that I've loved so much, but to me, it applies directly to all of this. And it's number 36. And it's Church of the Everlasting God, the Father's gracious choice. Amid the voices of this earth, how mighty is thy voice. Thy word amid the words of earth, how noiseless and how pure. Amid the hurrying crowds of time, thy step, how calm and sure. Amid the restless eyes of earth, how steadfast is thine eye, fixed on the silent loveliness that fills the morning sky. And that's only part of it, but I, I pray that for myself in the morning because, you know, you get up in the morning. Oh, I got to look at my phone. Did I get any texts? Did I get any emails? Did I get <laughs> how restless is thine eye? But no, fix on the silent loveliness that fills the morning sky. Take that time of total quietness and quietude to listen to the angel voices. Maybe not even read at first, but just be prayerful in communion with the Father. And, and you see the hurrying crowds of time. You get everybody rushing, running, looking. No, thy step, how calm 
How sure? Is that how your step is? And then the, the words, and this is what we're talking about. All these words, all this, but too much information. Words, 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 blah, 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 blah. Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere you go. No. Amid the voice of the earth, how mighty is thy voice. God's voice surpassing all other voices and silencing the, the chatter. And then thy words amid the words of earth. How noiseless and how pure. And that's why we, in order to hear that voice, the angel voice, we must be quiet. Otherwise you won't hear it. It would seem to be noiseless, very quiet. But we must get back to those original, um, original, before we had all this chatter and clatter and so we have a wonderful quote in um excuse me but following what you just said in the hymn there's a beautiful and and the the bible is full of quotes like this about hearing but he in 36 deuteronomy 4 36 it says out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice that he might instruct thee I just, I just love that, but the Bible's full of that same thought. That Thank I just love that. He made us to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Lawrence? Yeah, I also love the fact that the kingdom is within everyone. The kingdom is within us. So within is where we go to listen. Yes, thank you. Yes, all of this... That's why I think of Mrs. Eddy saying how she loves to observe Christmas in quietude. It all goes back to this quietness and what in quietness and in strength shall be thy confidence. It's that quiet. We must have it. We must demand it because only in that way can we get the angel voices. Along with what I was speaking about, Carrie sent me this. It's such a sweet article um, from a 1925 journal. It's called Good Morning, and it, it is said that a certain French count began the day by wishing himself the following, Good Morning, Bonjour Monsieur le Comte. I don't know if Suzanne is here to <laughs> help me with that. There are great things for you today. Surely, in all the world's history, there were never greater things to be done than there are now, and there were never better equipped men and women to do them than those who are striving to follow the words and works of our master, Christ Jesus. And what a happy thought that we, like the French count, should begin the day by wishing ourselves good morning. We all need it. If we begin the day by filling our waking thoughts with good, with joy, gratitude, and a sincere desire to help others more than we have ever done before, we are wishing ourselves the best kind of morning. And it brings untold blessings and opportunity into the coming day. And then there are many Bible stories of angels who came to speak with men. These angels brought loving, helpful messages and announced their presence with glad greetings. Those to whom the angels came must have turned their thoughts constantly towards good to enable them to hear the glad greetings. So we too should ever open our thought to good that we may be prepared to hear the messages 
which God has for each of his beloved children every moment of the day. And it, it talks about David in the early morning light, the dawn breaking through the purple clouds. And perhaps it was then that he first realized the great blessings which came to him as he raised his early thoughts in prayer and praise to God. And it says the, the Psalm 5 is the morning, a morning prayer, just like uh, Karen was talking about in the Bible, which she just read to us about hearing the voice of God from heaven. This one is, my voice shall shalt hear thou in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto you. And then what a joyous little greeting it is, this kindly wish that we which we greet to each other, just a simple, sincere desire that good shall be with all, filling their early hours. It rings around the world and through the world. And then it ends with this poem by Henry Van Dyke. May every morning seem to say there's something happy on the way. God sends his love. So that's such a sweet article. Good morning. But, you know, we say it without thinking about it. But good morning. Good morning. <laughs> the, yes, the good. Very... Yeah, the good morning. And, and we is, end the day saying good night. We do. You know? <laughs> we, yes, we emphasize the good. And, well, we should. So much of it. So start the day listening to those angel voices and let it be quiet. It's so tempting to want to see what's on your phone or maybe even turn on the news. or uh, So, <laughs> no, start with the quietness of God and listen. I was thinking a lot of those um, morning shows are Good Day New York, <laughs> Good oh, Day America. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let it be a, a truly good morning to you and to all. All right, Jeremy Golden. Yeah. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. When I first was that, I was so struck by that in the Bible. Goodness, we all say that. Whose I am and whom I serve. And um, Karen said an article, another from the McLaren's Exposition, which I'll summarize a little briefly but it, it it starts out with here paul remember he was on this shipwreck a great calamity borne by a crowd of men in common has wonderful power of dethroning officials and bringing the strong man to the front which was paul so it is extremely natural though it has been thought to be very unhistorical that in this story of paul's shipwreck he should become guide, counselor, inspirer, and tower of strength. Right? He was the one. And why? Because he could declare this. There's an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. And then whose I am, that expresses the universal truth that men belong to God by virtue of their being the creatures of his hand. And then who I serve. That shows your love and devotion. It's not a one-way street. It's the love goes both ways. You belong to God and you serve God. And that powerful thought 
elevated him above all the other people in the boat, didn't it? And he ended up saving them. And we we already know that the Romans understood being under authority. Yes, they did. Thank Mm. you. So thank you for that, Karen. And then you can share with us, we've done it before, but it's the bliss nap that's so beautiful about God giving us over thee. Yes. Well, the part in the psalm where it says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. And this nap interprets that so beautifully. This is another lovely promise. Read it again and again. Nothing could be more exquisite. He shall give his angels charge over thee. This is meant for you and me. Make this promise the subject of your thought every day for a month. Think about it. Realize it. Charge over thee. Think of this promise. Charge over thee. And your entire life will be changed. You will be uplifted. You are in charge of angels and will be safe. Guarded in all ways. Health food, clothing, all the necessities of life, kept from fear of all kinds, danger of all kinds, a wonderful promise, a thought to keep one smiling, happy, well, strong, vital, young, day in and day out for the rest of your life. I just love that. It's beautiful, yes. Mm-hmm. I've added that to my arsenal in the morning to think about that. Just beautiful. Yeah. Good use of that verse. Mm-hmm. And then... Hello. Someone trying to speak? Uh, no, I was hi, just agreeing you. with you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can you hear me? I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. I was... Uh, just led to put this in the terms of divine science, like divine mind will uh, send or give charge of the angel thoughts over us. And it was just so beautiful to think in the terms that science had put angels and God as divine mind. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Now, Nancy, you gave us something, and, it, and it, it goes back to Paul and where Paul got his strength to know that he was an angel. Um, well, they're the angel whose I am and whom I serve. Go ahead, Nancy. Um, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. Paul doesn't consider himself sufficient for the great task of changing lives for Jesus. For only Jesus is sufficient for such a big job. Some people refuse to be used by God because they think of themselves as not ready. But in a sense, we are never ready or worthy. If we were, the sufficiency would be in ourselves and not from God. Brethren, if Paul is not sufficient of himself, what are you and I? Where are you? Do you indulge the dream of self-sufficiency? Be ashamed of your folly in the presence of a great man 
who knew what he said and who spoke under the direction of the Spirit of God and wrote deliberately, not that we are sufficient of ourselves, our sufficiency is of God. Let us practically enjoy this truth. We are poor, leaking vessels, and the only way for us to keep full is to put our pitcher under the perpetual flow of boundless grace. Then, despite its leakage, the cup will always be full to the brim. And these were comments by Spurgeon, which I thought were great. And then also self-importance, self-sufficiency, self-reliance, self-esteem, and a self-inflated ego are what the world sees as important. But in truth, our life should be one of God-importance, God-sufficiency, God-reliance, God-esteem, and a gentle spirit of humility and grace. We can never, ever be sufficient in ourselves and claim anything as coming from us, for our sufficiency is from God alone. And when we realize that we can do nothing of ourselves, we can finally take the pressure off of ourselves and instead rest fully in the capable arms of the Lord. <clears throat> and that we realize, like Paul... I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. Let us stop relying on self and start living in total dependence of God, who is all-sufficient and who will work through us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Thank you. It's very beautiful. Finally take the pressure off ourselves. You know, so often people suffer from pressure problems but it's usually self-inflicted or we've allowed others to pressure us usually needlessly because that's animal magnetism. We've learned here any kind of pressure is animal magnetism. You stop, you don't allow it. You, you get your thought right with the father. So, um, but again, this is, this is beautiful and it, it's, it's why Paul could be as strong as he was, right? He knew this, his, he knew his sufficiency was only in God. And of course, Christ Jesus did, and Mary Baker Eddy, as well as many others, but those are prime examples. And Paul trusting that gave us a lot of writings. He sure did. He let God use it. And he could have just felt bad because he persecuted the Christians, but he, he rose up above looking at his past and bemoaning his past. That would have been selfish. He, he repented, thoroughly changed. And he went forward to do God's work, to be a servant of him. All right, Shardell. Oh, this is uh, from, this is Eddie, number four in Science and Health about angels. And I'll just read part of it, but you've all read it. They don't lead towards self or sin or materiality. And she goes on. Whether every real individuality, image, or likeness of God gathers when I read gathers, it's like it hit me for the first time. Well, we gather. So, yeah, we're right there. God is right there with us. We gather at church. We gather here. You know, we gather uh, on Wednesday, our Bible studies. And I think it's such a, a beautiful thought. God's angels are with us. 
guarding and guiding us as we gather. <laughs> yeah, and that gathering does bring us at the same place at the same time. Remember, they were one of of one accord in Acts. And Mrs. Eddy talks about that too, that if you're going to be in the right mind, it will lead you. Does it, is it leading you to, to the people of God or is it taking you away from the people of God? And if it's taking you away, then that can't be the angel thought. So, yeah, it's a lovely thought to gather, to assemble, to congregate, bring persons into one place, to be of one place and of one mind, as they were one accord. Now, the definition of angels, that was one that we were taught here to memorize, and everyone should know it. It is so beautiful, and it's a total protection, you know, especially if you think people are, <laughs> I don't know what, bothering you, <laughs> whatever, angels, God's thoughts passing to man, spiritual intuitions, pure and perfect, the inspiration of goodness, purity, and immortality, counteract, and then goodness counteracts evil, purity counteracts sensuality, immortality counteracts mortality. Spiritual intuitions from God, very important. And the beginning of Science and Health brings out that spirit is symbolized by strength, presence, and power, and also by holy thoughts winged with love. These angels of his presence, which have the holiest charge, abound in the spiritual atmosphere of mind and consequently reproduce their own characteristics. So... I love that. Um, this is what spirit is, because sometimes people don't know what certain synonyms mean. Sometimes it's good to have a have a thought about it, and that that is this this from Science and Health is what I think of when I think of spirit, and also the definition of angels, spiritual sense, angel angel thoughts. Um, I found. Very helpful. Mrs. Eddy talks about the angels of Michael and Gabriel. I know I've given this. I've probably given it to you in testimonies. But uh, those angels of his presence are always with us. And which one is Michael? The tough one. <laughs> right. The warriors. And fighting the holy wars. And Gabriel is the one of love. Love, peace, and both are needed. Calmness. You have to have both. You can't just have one and not the other. They're both needed. And I know... It's like the fatherhood and motherhood of God. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, years ago when Gary would travel a lot, and I was, you know, I was home alone at night. And at first, that was sort of troubling to me. And... um. I remember thinking about this and thinking about these angels, both of them, Michael and Gabriel, filled my home, every room of my house, every single room. And I would go to sleep thinking about that. And it actually totally healed me of any of that fear of of what some some bad thing was going to happen or whatever I was afraid of, being home alone. No, I was surrounded with God's angels everywhere and I'm telling you that is the best security system you could ever have 
I stand by it a hundred percent. That's true. That is true. Yes. So, so according to what you're saying, I wondered how do we uh, put this together? With you were talking about the definition of angels, so spiritualized. So in this case, the, these two angels that you mentioned. What would that be, or what was that to you? Was that like just the presence of God through thinking about these two names, or how does it spiritually go? No, it it is the presence of God, and and that's why people get confused about angels because you're taught there are these you know things flying around. I, I did not see things flying around in my house. If that's a question, no. I, I I felt the presence and power of God and these yes holy thoughts winged with love and Michael a fierce one and and Gabriel the loving peaceful one I felt that presence I thought about that presence and it became my reality so to speak it was the reality mm-hmm. I, I don't see angels with wings and people no. think about that and <clears throat> as scientists no we that's not it's not according to the definition. And, and you can count on it because you're doing what God wants you to do. Thank you. Yes. You, you can't count on it if you. Thank <laughs> you. Very important point. If you're living a you know immoral life and doing all kinds of things, well, then you can't be praying that <laughs> angels are all around protecting right. you. You've, you've got to be living it. And then and then it. It is. And I know many of you have heard stories. We saw, and we've talked about this too, that movie. I can't remember the name, The Miracle of... Um, Coatesville or something like that. Yeah, Coatesville. Oh, yes. Had, uh, who was it? Bob in uh, Colorado sent us this DVD. And it's about these little children in a school, remember? And they were um, some person not in his rightful mind came and seemed to be harming them but um they were absolutely totally protected i don't remember all of it now but i do know when they got home they told their parents that they some of them said they saw their grandmother but they 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 saw the presence of or felt the presence of god that totally protected them in that experience and no probably a lot of you have heard stories like that where things had happened with no logical explanation a little child will be out in the woods and a bear comes and, and sits, with, sits with the child and keeps him warm and protects him all night. I mean, those are, she says, whatever form they take. So that's a, that's a form of an angel. Um, Candy gave the testimony a few weeks ago that the people kept coming and helping her uh, with yeah. her. No, it's yeah. no problems. Yeah, they came and they were angels. You've met angels on the road that have helped you with cars or other problems. I mean, they seem to take a a form, a a human form, if you will. There are all kinds of angels. Or you can get an angel thought. You'll open a book up and think, wow, that's just what I needed at that time. Or a friend will call you and tell you something. Oh, that's just what I needed. They do take various forms. um, But they're all stemming from divine love, caring for us. And we must be receptive to it. And that leads me to this article that I really loved, again, that Carrie sent. And it was called Entertaining Angels. 
by Blanche Percy Hogue. Now that word entertain, to receive into the house and treat with hospitality. She says, the angels that inspire right thinking have an office, a work to perform in saving mankind. Mrs. Eddy defines this in Science and Health, that angels are the inspiration of goodness, purity, immortality, counteracting all evil, sensuality, and mortality. Such angels change our thinking. Encamping with us, and remember that beautiful verse in the Bible about the angels encamping around us. So, encamping with us, they expel wrong thought. They enrich, bless, uplift, and purify in fact, transform individual thinking. They are the saving power in human consciousness. That mind of Christ, which the apostle tells us, is available for all mankind. Surely, for every wrong thought, there is a saving angel. Truth always saves from error, and Christian science has come that we may find the truth as Christ Jesus lived and taught it and receive its angel hosts of pure and true thoughts. And then it quotes in Science and Health, Christ is the true idea voicing good, the divine message from God to men, speaking to the human consciousness. It's angel thought, right? Christ. Mm -hmm. And then message in 1901, Christ is not God, but an impartation of him. He comes to us to impart his word. These are the angel thoughts. Now, but the question is, are we entertaining them? Angels of God must be entertained. So you've got to receive them into your house and treat them with hospitality. Unwelcomed at the threshold of our mental courtyards, they cannot reach our need. Given entrance, they save and heal. Meek desire to know God and patience, obedience to his law, open wide the doors of thought to God, and we must be instant and constant at this doorway seeking him. Round about them that fear him, reads the Psalms, the angel of the Lord encampeth. So, when fear hath torment, when sin tempts, when sickness and grief and loss and worry We turn straight to the angels of God's presence and let them in. Always we bid them enter, and always we cherish them as if we cherish them if we are obeying truth. Nothing keeps us so busy as this business of watching our thoughts and seeing that only the angels encamp with us. Evil would strike it at its tents at our doors and perchance would rush its pretentious hosts upon the, our domain of thoughts. But knowing that truth steadfastly sets a watch of angels, we may reasonably expect them to deliver us if we trust and serve God through right thinking, not half-heartedly, but wholly and entirely. So, how beautiful. And this goes along with Mrs. Eddy saying the whole thoughts steadfastly to the enduring the good and the true 
And you will bring these into your experience, experience. proportionally to the your thought. But you see, if you don't let the angels in, if for some reason you, you, you block it through all your worry and negative thoughts and fearful thoughts or resentful thoughts, they're knocking, like I said the other week, knock, 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 but you're not letting them in. And the proportion of your thought that they hold is zero. Yeah. That's why we include in our watches a lot about reaching the receptive thought. Yes. Yes. The receptive thought. That's how our watches work. It's those people who have let down their guard enough so that they, they will get it. I mean, Imogen is quite sure she heard our prayers in the 80s when she was reaching out because we were doing watches for a long time. We were certainly doing it then. And that eventually it did. she did find her way to our door. And I'm sure that's true of many others. You don't even realize how the angel thoughts are reaching you and drawing you and directing what he will send his angels to your side to comfort, guard, and guide, not him. And then, then this, and this is from this beautiful art article that Florence told me about because I had not heard of it, but that spiritual consultations where it's speaking about Christian science talking to our consciousness. So Christian science, I will also convince you on every plane that the disturbance you feel is not physical, not caused by the body and not in the body. It is in, it is quote, induced by a false sense, mentally entertained, not destroyed. Hmm, mentally entertained to receive into your house and treat with hospitality. Huh. Hmm. I, I have said how when I discovered when that I was a Satan worshiper, when I would listen to all these negative, horrible thoughts all the time, I was inviting a power apart from God in belief into my mental consciousness and having a cup of tea with it. Okay. I was entertaining those thoughts. Left the door open. Wide open. And saying, come on in. Let's talk for a while. So and once accepted, it's difficult to let them go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what the Christians call it, a, a foothold. Toehold. Stronghold. And it gets harder. And then, and then you argue, well, it's not, I don't get it. It's, you know, they're here. This is all I hear. It's this, that. Mm-hmm. What feels that way? you got to start pitching them out <laughs> start entertaining the angel thoughts. That word entertain. Invite God into your consciousness. And well, and then it goes on. So it is induced by a false sense, mentally entertained, not destroyed. And that's Science and Health, page 411. And so it can and will be destroyed by the very ideas of mind, which are needed for valuable spiritual progress. You will cease to honor the transient testimony of a mirage of mortal mind, however real it appears. Just as you have learned to disregard the false evidence that the sun rises and sets. You will no longer bow down to any so-called science which would bind you to a long history and condemn you to further decline. And you will stop allowing yourself to be regulated to a sunless corner. Instead, you will look and walk expectantly towards the sunny realm 
of truth and love. Eyes fixed on the silent loveliness that fills the morning sky. Because I know when I'm feeling not so great, it does feel like you're in this sunless corner and everything's awful and it's dreary and there, nothing has ever been right. It's always been this way. You've always been unhappy. You've always been sick. You always hated someone. So it's just been a mess. And it's just been this way all the time. You cannot see that light. Well, that, my friend, is when you got to start fighting like hell. Okay? Don't let it. Don't let Eric say that to you. You're entertaining Something you don't want to entertain. Rise and rebellion. Rise and rebellion. That's where those pages 390 to 393 come in. That's why we think so highly of those pages. Um, very important that we fight these suggestions. And if you seem deep down in a big muddle, well, um, you can get out of it. And, but don't give up. Be consistent with it. Be very consistent and don't give up. And just, it's like, you know, if you had a, a hole that you had to dig, you have to keep shoveling. You can't go halfway, well, I'm sorry, I don't want to do it anymore. You got to keep doing it. You can't stop. Keep going. You'll make it. Or if you were going through a, a tunnel, you don't stop in the middle and say, well, I'm done with that. Yeah, when you're going through hell, keep going. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. What was that? Yeah, it's a Churchill quote. What is it? If you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> <Right. laughs> going, don't stop. Try not to stop and think about how bad things are. Entertain the angels and work at it and keep working at it, and you'll make progress. And the the light will break. The apostles, uh, even every time they came overcame something. And the hair came back with something else, and, and they didn't just stop and say, "Well, that's it." But then, you know, God sent another angel to help them out of the jam. They went on, <clears throat> went right back in and taught the yeah. people after they were released from prison. The angel said, "Go back," and they went back to the. It's wonderful. It, it is, and <laughs> and you know, it was the entertaining of the angel thoughts that freed Peter from prison. Another one of Carrie's articles bring that out. He, he was entertaining the angels despite how bad things were. And, and so if it was true for him, it's true for every, everyone anywhere under the worst conditions. Entertain the angel thoughts. It will, it will, they will deliver you. We know of people in prisoners of war where this has happened. Yeah. And then there was... And another, this is... <laughs> And this is uh, where that great article, Ways That Are Vain in Prose Works, yes. is so wonderful because it, it, it gives us the way to stop error in every way. And Thanks. there's also many, other, of course, great articles about animal magnetism and how to deal with and how to get it out. So we have so much to hold on to, thanks to the science of the Christ. Thank you very much. Thank you for bringing that article out because I certainly meant to. That That is one that you don't sit and listen to those insidious arguments. That was a, a article Mrs. Evans would have us read often. And if you're not familiar with it, you become familiar with it. Ways that are vain. It's how era works. Gets you to be 
stupid and 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 uh, dull and not fighting and just oh pretty soon you're down a hole until you finally have to say i've had enough of this no more bullying and pushing me around but try to catch it before you're you know before you're deep in the hole yeah before you're deep in the hole but no matter you can still get out of it can't dig your way out of a hole. <laughs> no, no. And what you what you're saying right now is what science and health says that we learn through divine science, through the truth of God, or through suffering. So it's so great. You were saying get to this before you have to do the suffering, and then He will spare us the suffering through the truth, as Jesus said. No, the truth, and He will save you free, as we know, right? Yes. Absolutely. So ways ways that are vain should be definitely in your arsenal. Always on the lookout for this sleepy, non-resisting attitude that comes over you, which was the human mind. And it'll try to, yeah, just like a snake, right? To sting you while you're not fighting. There was this... Also that you can accept all kinds of falsities. None of them have anything to do with what's going on. Yes. Yes, and I'll say that. You believe what's true, what isn't true. And and then and then what's not true you believe to be true. And your friends you think aren't your friends. It turns everything upside down. There's a And when you entertain I'm sorry. No, go when ahead. you en- when you entertain the falsities, more falsities come in. <laughs> yeah, they the door like that it's like when you think you're having a bad day and it just keeps getting worse and worse it's because that's what you're entertaining and obeying right gotta say no good morning (laughs) start the day with a good morning yes this is is a sweet little poem by art anchor he was a member of our church for a long time and he wrote that book of poems but it's called an angel waits i kept an angel waiting outside my mental door while I, in ignorance, battled helplessly with a problem I never had before. Foolishly, I parried with the devil on his own familiar ground. What what self-righteous esteem cluttered my consciousness to believe I alone could make Satan go down. The longer I kept up the argument, the worse I began to feel, until my angel, still patiently waiting, whispered, Go to God. This problem's not real. Suddenly all the arguments were silenced. My thoughts soared to God, soared high Mm -hmm. to God, and rose to higher ground. The problem no longer existed, and the devil was nowhere to be found. So if you're in any kind of a muddle now, remember there's an angel waiting there. The angel thoughts from God waiting to speak to you. Just waiting. Just be quiet. Listen. Take that hymn. Silence the senses and hear the noiseless, pure thoughts of God come into your consciousness. So we will end today with another beautiful article sent by Carrie, The Shadow of Peter. By Mary P. Bellinger. And she writes... In the fifth chapter of Acts, we read of the healing work done by the apostles. As evidenced by this statement, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. 
insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. On page eight of the message for 1900, Mrs. Eddy says, as in the floral kingdom, odors emit characteristics of tree and flower, a perfume or a poison, so the human character comes forth a blessing or a bane upon individuals in society. And again, on page nine of Rudimental Divine Science, we read, the spiritual power of a scientific right thought without a direct effort, an audible or even a mental argument, has oftentimes healed inveterate diseases. This explains the healing influence of Peter's shadow. Going about his gentle ministry to the sick and sinful, absorbed in the contemplation of the Christ ideal, it is possible that he did not even know of many who were benefited by his clear reflection of the truth. Purified by sorrow and sincere repentance, uplifted by his master's never-failing love, his real self became more and more manifest and reflected that spirituality which tells of the divine ever-presence. We know nothing about the sweet incense from earnest effort and unselfish thought, which is blessing those who come within the radius of our lives. When we shall, like Peter, have learned by our mistakes, and because of them desire and work to forget our material selves entirely, when our thought is filled with the love and tenderness of the Christ, then will our unconscious influence right the wrongs of the world. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, that you. Was Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.